0: Well, you know what it is. Another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. Yeah. Oh, well, here at the Carpe Fide podcast, if the shoe fits, you wear it, and if the truth hurts, you bear it. Oh boy, do we have some news for you tonight? Uh, well, apparently, our, uh, what, our would we, what would we do if the world didn't constantly fall apart? Man, I don't know. Hmm. Get a lot. I think we. I think it can make some pretty good um, positive uh, headway. I think we can make some mm. some gain gain some nice ground, but uh, as it is, sometimes playing defense uh, happens. And I, you know what? Honestly, I I think there's a lot of ga- ground being gained. I'm not I am not negative as negative as some, um, but that doesn't mean you should not be uh, engaged enough to be aware of what's going on in the world around you. That's yeah. the key. Yeah,
1: that got way more serious than when I was trying to make it, but that's. That's a great takeaway. Well, I'm sorry.
0: You should have given me the, you know, the winky wink next nose time. face to let me know it's a joke. Like a bunny? like uh, Exactly. Just like that. <laughs> they couldn't see me do that. That's unfortunate. No, this is not that medium. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk about the Equality Act.
1: Hmm. And if you notice the title of our podcast, we call it the Inequality
0: Act. It's kind of like... In-famous. <laughs> That's when you're so famous that you are in- In-famous? Famous.
1: In-famous? In
0: famous? Yes. Um, so, when we're talking about the Equality Act here, One, what you may not be aware is that the House has already passed it as of today, which means the it goes to the Senate um, in an attempt to pass the Equality Act. Now, the Equality Act is one of those bills that we do where we make the thing sound so nice, Right. Who doesn't like equality? I don't know. That
1: sounds good to me. I think equality is
0: super important. I really think equality is important when you were just—if you were attached to a phrase like "under the law." Ah, I find it to be very important there. In fact, in fact, when it's not there, when that's not happening, i, I like to call that uh, discrimination. Ah, when there's not equality under the law. And I think in our country, we probably have lots awesome of opportunities to address that situation. Partiality. Yeah. Yes, partiality. Anything that's partial, got a problem with it. Because, um, well, the God I serve is impartial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Amen. He, wants, he wants us to judge in the same way. Amen. So if you're not aware of the Equality Act, what we're going to do first is go through some... <laughs> well, we're going to go through some things that will probably be slightly disturbing to you. If you have children around, hide them. <laughs> From See, the government,
1: we put these. We put these things. <laughs> we put these things. <laughs> oh man, it's true. We put these things in a document. And uh, normally, what you do when you make a little list in a document is you use something called bullet points. Well, these are more like cannon points. Yes. Um,
0: they, these aren't bullet points so much as they are um, shiv jabs. Oh. Or or bullet wounds. Wanna know how I got these scars? Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Yeah, no, they they hit hard and fast, and they will blow a hole in you. So that's that's why we're calling them cannon points today. All right, Justin, start us off. What is oh, what geez. is the Equality Act?
0: Well, the Equality Act, you would think, is about helping uh, equality to happen, but what it's not
1: about. <laughs> I never would have thought
0: that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> What it's not about is actually bringing about equality. What the Equality Act does, essentially, and this makes it sound simple, and, um, well, I mean, honestly, if you're not a a good student of history, this will make it be like, well, what's the big deal? It essentially adds sexual orientation and gender identity to protected classes from the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Okay. Okay. Okay, that doesn't sound so bad, right? It really doesn't. Now, I would like to point out uh, that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 uh, was largely unnecessary. Oh, no. Oh, no. What I mean is, what our government should have said is um, we already have the explicit text here that calls these laws, these Jim Crow laws you have on the books, as unconstitutional. Okay. And here's what's going to happen. You're either going to stop it or you will be under penalty. Now, what's going to happen? Well, you know what states rely on? Federal funding. You know what the federal government does? And suddenly says, oh, hey, look there, Virginia, you now have no federal funding. None. Zero. Zilch. None for your roads, none for your toll booths, none for your plazas, none for your monuments, none for... Nothing. You get nothing from us. And also, if you don't free the people that you're imprisoning, and if you don't get these laws off the book, you will have nothing until you do, and we will begin to prosecute you. That's what happens. Hmm, that's well. Now, they could have done that. Seems reasonable. But instead what they did is they wrote the Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty four. Now, I'm all about impartiality under the law, which is why I don't think the act was necessary at all. But what mostly has to happen more often than not, instead of saying, Oh my gosh, look at all these uh, look at all these, these black Americans marching for the equal access to their rights, the chances the simple chance to thrive in the in under the laws that are equally applied. Right? Instead of saying, oh, that's what they want, you know what, let's just do that, the government has to signal and virtue signal again so that we have now something else on the books that in some ways dances and goes in further directions than even our simple constitution had laid out already. All right? Following me so far? Mm-hmm. All right. Particularly, some people had concerns that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 did touch upon... Um, the, right, the the freedom of association, that you were no longer free to associate in certain ways that you wanted to or didn't want to in public. For example, if you were to have a restaurant, right, that served both white and black Americans and a restaurant that served only black Americans, <clears throat> there would be people that would go to the only black American restaurant. Mm-hmm. And there would be people that would go to the white and black American restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. But under the Civil Rights Act of 1964, that is not okay. You can't have those two restaurants exist. You could not have a restaurant that served only black or only whites. Now, the simple the simple fact of the matter is um, a, a business that was willing to serve both had twice as much opportunity to give to twice as much clientele. Their business would have thrived. right? Okay? And over time, particularly if that business produces a better product, the other business... Dies.
1: Hashtag. It, let the market decide.
0: Yes, and that that would have been pretty clear. That 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 <clears> is called the <throat> free market. Um, and I mean, and, the,
1: the the other option then is that the business that served only, um, you know, African American individuals would have a limited sphere of influence or a limited sphere of it, it, the reach only goes so far.
0: Correct. Or, whereas
1: but, whereas you know. When you expand your clientele, you expand your reach, you expand your influence, you expand your opportunity. Now, we're not... Which uh, means I mean, that it correct. stays small. Correct. And it never grows. It
0: never grows. So, and, the rea- and the, here's the reality. Uh, am I going to split hairs? No, but I think that the fact that that did happen when it didn't need to happen is just one more thing that shows our government... just It's just not good at addressing problems in clear, rational ways. It's just the truth. So, here we go. Um, yeah, since it's what it does... Adding se- add sexual orientation, gender identity to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. What happens, essentially, right, is that it will dissolve the sexual binary in genetic coding and functioning societies that has existed since the beginning of time. It'll be gone. Oh. Yeah, oh, that's... that's oh, oh, no! <laughs> that's, oh, no! That's not in the name! <laughs> Yeah, no that that wouldn't have sold that the the bill as well. So th- this this is a better title. This is like when this is like when um, um, the National Socialist uh, Party of Germany uh, didn't entitle its name to be the "Hey, give us all your money" because um, it's the Jews' fault. Party didn't work out as well, and they were like, you know what? Let's spin onto this other name. Right? Um, that's kind of what the Equality Act is. <laughs> So anyway, all about the marketing, right? Um, it's it's bad for a great many reasons. So here's a few: Um, women will lose; they will lose. All right. If you classify yourself as a woman, let's say you were born with um uh, a woman's uh, genitalia, okay? Might as well keep this real G, real, real 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 surface level, and you are a woman. And you thought Title IX protected you to be able to have women's sports? You're wrong. <sighs> you're wrong. No more No more women's sports. A biological male can say, I identify as a female, and boom. Now you're competing in track meets with peop- with uh, boys who, um, you know, th- the best boys in the country can consistently beat the uh, best Olympic women. <laughs> so that's a thing um locker rooms nope nope dude says i'm a chick and boom now you are undressing and dressing in front of and with um what could be still fully a biological male there will be no more bathrooms bathroom space for you that will not that will be protected and as a bonus and this one's particularly fun as a bonus because of what the the civil rights act of 1964 did for jobs You could be going through your TSA checkout and uh, need to be patted down and screened, right? Which, you know, that can be a bit invasive sometimes. And you would think, well, I'm probably going to have a woman pat me down. Wrong again you are. Or are you? (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps you will have a mm, slightly feminine looking very masculine individual pat you down because they have decided that they are a woman and uh, they will be now, well, we know where it goes. Required to grope you. Yes, as their job, as they're,
1: they're getting paid to do it. And let's be clear: if you think there aren't men,
0: bad. there aren't really perverse men lining up to get into that field real quick. A hundred percent. It takes. Let's just say, to be a TSA agent takes a lot less training than to be like a like a doctor.
1: Oh no! Oh. Geez. oh. So, well, more on that later. <laughs> so, Jesse, why don't you up this? Why don't you take this next bullet point here? This is interesting. Alrighty, so. You know, because the government just can't stay away from our society, um, we move to looking at things that the government is able to regulate. Mm. Um, You know, speaking uh, in this sense, it says that any establishment that provides a good service or program, which, golly, you might think that's pretty much every kind of establishment service or program. (laughs) Um, There's there's no one that says thought or anecdote. <laughs> Can we offer pithy sayings at our store? <coughs> I make uh, memes. Like men are men and women are women. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so any establishment that provides a good service or program, including a
0: store, ah. shop, shopping center. Well, that's a bunch of stores. So. <laughs> on-
1: online retailer, which is like uh, stores a virtual online. store. Stores
0: online.
1: <laughs> or service provider. Uh, if you thought that they were done enumerating, they also include salons, banks, banks. gas banks. stations. Banks? <laughs> the- the <laughs> anyway. banks. It, okay, keep going.
0: <laughs> gas stations. <What? laughs>
1: I guess it's really only only a problem. I uh, don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not going not gonna to go. nope, Food nope. banks, uh, service or care center shelters, travel agencies, or funeral parlors, that's particularly grim, Uh, or establishment that provides health care, accounting, or legal services. Well. Or any organization receiving federal funding, and there's a bonus attached to this one too, Uh, it can include religious schools, charities, adoptions agencies, um, as falling under this new regulation. Now, what type
0: of conflicts does that Propose to us here, uh, brother. Oh, come on. I don't see any problems here. I mean, the government regulates everything anyway. Now they're just going to regulate you to, um, well, I mean, pretty much if the Equality Act gets passed, sadly, um, I as a Christian, as a pastor, will pretty much not be able to adopt a child anymore. So that's kind of unfortunate and a little sad. That makes me, that actually makes me literally sad. Are um, you saying that you are Discriminated against in some kind of way, yeah. And you know what's funny because I'll, I'll be specifically discriminated against for what we will get to uh, in this next bullet point. The bill communicates, <laughs> and here it is <laughs> this is interesting. A, bi- a point in the bill itself, there is a communication that it <clears throat> is going to be exempt from the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which I believe was passed under Bill Clinton, and it was his. A uh, way to reach across the aisle. Bill well, Kendall. really, just to offer some sort of consu- cons- <laughs> conciliatory act. Look, we all know what Bill Clinton did, okay? The man had, let's just say the man was, well, he is not very fidelis. <laughs> he was, <laughs> was infidelis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that when you're so fidelis that you're, you're infidelis?
1: In in all right. Um, yeah, let's not take that any further.
0: So, so, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act was intentionally designed so that we could have, so that that we would ast- we would reaffirm our commitment to religious freedom. Um, that is, that the government does not get involved in the um, personal and ex- and any free expression of a religion. You know, it's one of those
1: first things enumerated as. In the the Amendment of the Constitution. They call that the Bill of something.
0: Bill of... Bill of... Bill of Uh, Rights. Oh, that's it. The Bill of Rights. Gosh darn. So, so here's what it is. Just gotta watch out. Uh, Funny how
1: quickly we can forget the Bill of Rights.
0: You bigoted pastors. Well, some... Particularly Governor Murphy. Isn't it Governor Murphy? He just didn't think about it.
1: Isn't it it? Governor Murphy how easy it is to forget?
0: I totally... What? The Bill of Rights? (laughs) What are, you, what are you talking How is he still at office? Well, you have to... Anyway. Um, what this means, since since the bill is exempt from the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, is you better watch your back, you bigoted biblical worldview pastors. Mm. Um, because, um, well, your religious freedom, it means as much as a can of beans. Yeah, it, it, it legislates against our free expression.
1: Because if you hold to a view that men are men and women are women, that's all That's all you have to do to violate the ideologies of that are behind the Equality Act. Um, which is extremely, well, first of all, I would say, you know, illegal. <laughs> As per the I'm, United States Constitution. I tend to agree with you um you know i'm i'm a law major but uh, i feel like there's probably going to be some serious litigation coming down the way and let's just pray that the seeds that have been sown in the federal judiciary um you know reap some good fruit um but uh yeah it essentially legislates me uh, legislates against me from holding my religious beliefs which i'm perfectly fine holding uh illegally so, well actually
0: what, what 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 can happen here? And, and this is, let me probably apply it. There's very, practical. There's practical yeah. ramifications. So if you apply this realistically, here's what we're looking at on the practical level. You can have your religious beliefs inside this domicile, inside your home. Well, you're currently in my home, but inside my home, you can also hold them because we hold, um, well, one, because I don't care what religious beliefs you hold, you're welcome inside my home. Um, because that's not how this works. You're such a bad Christian so I, maybe my maybe our homes become the free speech zones. But alright, inside your home, you're good. Now when I take the pulpit, though, then then we may have a problem. I'm outside my home espousing an idea to a crowd. And and when you when you then map that onto uh gender identity and uh the view, views traditional biblical views on marriage um, and sexuality, well, th- that's that's all fallen right under the Equality Act. That's literally the point of the Equality Act in some ways. So inside your home, you're safe. Anywhere outside your home, you're not safe. Um, and maybe this will get to, you know what, I'll just hold off on that. But just remember, inside your home you're safe, but outside, not so safe. Not so safe. All right. Finally, the interesting when it declares all healthcare facilities a public accommodation, which means doctors no longer have freedom of conscience, and as a bonus, Ooh. any refusal to offer abortion is get this, pregnancy discrimination. Oh, yeah. So here's basically what this means. Um, let's say a woman with breast cancer needs a mastectomy, and you're a doctor, and you perform the mastectomy. But let's say, as a doctor, you feel that there is uh, it is unwise to do a to remove a woman's breast because she believes she is a, a man well i'm sorry doctor because you've you know agreed that mastectomies are possible you also must now do you're required to perform that surgery against your conscience to take the perfectly healthy breasts off of a woman who thinks she's a man for now but we'll get to that later really well no the the, wo- <laughs> the
1: woman thinks that she's a man at that moment Oh, yes. Like for for now she thinks she's a man.
0: Correct. Correct. But we'll get to that later. Okay. No, I, see what, I see
1: what you're saying now. <laughs> yes, I, I don't I was not saying where your brain went. I was
0: I was, that. I was confused. I saw um, it in your face, but they didn't. They just no. again, they felt it in the pause. Different the medium, <laughs> different medium here. Uh, so that's just now this is not everything. This is simply touching on I I'm, I'm very confident this is more than enough for us to say you know, I just have, I have a few questions. Perhaps if I could find the comment box and leave a little drop by a little <laughs> card in there. <laughs> I just want just to do the whole little hand raise. Uh, my pardon?
1: Well, the problem is is that this is not cautiously going through the the House and the Senate. This
0: is rampaging through the House and the Senate. Yes. Which is uh, wildly, need I remind you, uh, it is February 25th. We are just barely 30 days in to this new administration. Um, and one of the rat, most radical um, pieces of legislation that we've seen in our country for a good bit is right is right on the table, uh, right there. Well,
1: that was fast. <sighs> yes, that, that escalated. I, I believe. Here's the thing. As say that escalated quickly. Just as an anecdote, before we before we move on, I don't want to hear a single word about people being too concerned with how fast things are going. Because we are probably, I'm going to guess here, I'm going to say probably, but I can say with a fair degree of confidence that we are probably over 50 executive orders at this point. More executive orders than days in the presidency. So don't tell me that my concern about slippery slopes and, and how quickly things are going is unfounded, okay? Congratulations, you've set the precedent. You've made the worry become the reality. I just, I just, I'm like, uh, things irk me. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> the next section that we want to look at is comparing the Equality Act to what we know to be true, um, from the founding of the, uh, nation of America, the United States of America. Um, do a little, compare. wait,
0: time out. <clears throat> so far, Biden has signed, get this. It's like, you, do you have a sixth sense? Has signed more than fifty executive actions, well, well, there twenty-two are. of which are direct reversals of Trump policies, which gives him a twenty-eight brand new ones that get to address all sorts of other things. Great. So you're right. More exact orders than days in the presidency. Congratulations.
1: Yep. Double, almost, in fact. Um. So yeah. So the, the next thing that we want to do is is just address some very real concerns. That we have when we compare what the Equality Act does legally to what our
0: to how our country is supposed to operate, right? <clears throat> um, and then we we will leave the most important for last. Just to be clear, we yes. will talk about what God actually says here. Right. It's got some? I mean, it turns out when you're the creator of everything, you have some thoughts. You have some stuff to say. Yeah, yeah. and we will get to it
1: because it is far better. I'm sorry. I don't, don't want to... I'm, I'm not going to... I'm sorry. <laughs> don't on. kill the lily. starting to get inside and out here. Kill the lily. Um, so, first concern. First concern that we have about this is that this Equality Act, this Inequality Act, it, it elevates sexual behavior, and I would even argue sexual deviancy, in many cases, over religious freedom and freedom of conscience. It elevates sexual behavior Sexual behavior over religious free and freedom of conscience. I tried to say that without hiccuping again, but try this one more time and elevate sexual behavior over religious freedom up. and, <laughs> and <laughs> freedom of conscience. Now, what does that mean, Justin?
0: Well, what, I, what this... All right, so if you haven't caught that in what we just outlined that the Equality Act... Ad- will be able to affect, all right, in its actions. What that means is the idea that um, sexual behavior, or orientation, gender identity issues, gender dysphoria, right? All of those, that, that, that little grouping that is now being incorporated into the Civil Rights Act of 1964, will be over and above religious freedom, and your ability to have in your in the, the your conscience so how you wish to act right your freedom of conscience will both be subjected to the sexual behavior and gender identity of other individuals mm-hmm. those two factors are trumping Sorry, it's, it, it was a word long before it was a person. Are trumping religious freedom and freedom of conscience. So, right? so what you're trying to say is that
1: the Equality Act actually, by its very nature and
0: existence, creates inequality. That's correct. So here's the, and here's where it comes down to a, a, a the understanding of what a government's supposed to do. So this this is this is the most clear way to understand it. All right. We have um, rights that supersede the government. Right? Mm-hmm. These rights were given to us by our Creator. The role of the government, our government specifically, and government generally, okay, as instituted by God. All right. Our government rightly noted. Yes. That. Yes. As it is, as it is outlined, because it took into account the right outlining of the government before God. All right. Is is its job is. To protect, not the rights it gives or to create rights, rather it is to protect the rights given by the Creator, and and who does it protect those rights from? Well, it protects it protects those rights from, namely one, the government itself. The government itself. Okay, so so it will not that's the it will not infringe right mm-hmm. on those liberties that that are God given, Creator given, right. And it also protects others from infringing upon my rights, uh, my liberty under, under God. So, so, and it also protects others from me infringing upon their liberty. So it's, it's both a, a right and a duty. So I have the liberties, right? And I have the duty to make sure that I do not use my liberties to take other liberties away from others. So here's what I mean. Here's, and here's why this doesn't make any sense. By doing what we're doing, okay, we are we are taking sexual behavior and elevating it to a place where it does not, it, it it's it's almost completely unnecessary. And here's here's what I mean. So so sexual behavior in and of itself, right? So your or your sexual orientation as it is noted. Or just, to, just be careful what words you use there because, you know, some words are okay and then maybe Maisie Hirono says they're not okay and then the dictionary online changes them, you know, so <clears throat> there we know. But like the next day, the next even, day or literally an hour later, <laughs> good old Senator Maisie Hirono, that lady,
1: oof. Um. See, they made her that because they thought he they was gonna stay on the island. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> How did she get out? How did she get
0: out? Anyway. You guys said
1: this was an honorary position.
0: <laughs> Alright. So so it takes it takes that and it elevates it to a position it's it's one is unnecessary. Alright? No one in our current culture, and if they do, they are they are a vast minority, actually believes that the government should not allow someone to have a certain sexual orientation, because that's not the role of the government. If someone has uh, is is homosexual, the role of the government is not to stop them. From being homosexual inherently now obviously if that then right affects someone else's liberty if they're encroaching infringing then we have a problem the government needs to step in but societally that's not the issue now what they're trying to do is unfold something like transgenderism which by the way i don't know if anyone's caught this but it kind of causes a conflict with the whole sexual orientation, all right? If, if gender is fluid, right, but yet you require specific genders to have certain sexual orientations, then you're kind of having a, a little bit of a battle there. It's, it's an inconsistent ideology, Right? Yeah. The, the The Ts are eating the Ls and the Gs. <laughs> the T is fighting all the other <laughs> letters. It's just. Rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and when when that happens, right? So it's try So what this really is trying to do is force the T into our culture. Mm-hmm. It's to literally cram it into our culture in ways that it will now it will literally infringe upon God given rights. Yep. And, and that, that's a problem. That's a very, very real problem. And that's their goal. That's their whole goal here. And they're ceasing to acknowledge the other right, the other liberties. I like liberty so much better. Liberty is the right word. The other liberty that has been given by the creator. They're, they're literally ignoring them so that they can insert their, what I like to you know, refer to as the groupthink that they have. And it is the correct think, right? It is the double think, I believe, is the is the original term by Orson Welles in nineteen eighty four. George Orwell. Yes, that's the other one. Orson Welles <laughs> was on the radio. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he made radio shows. Is that I, I was paying attention to? Oh poop! Thank you for catching that one. Oh, one one of those Orsons, George <laughs> and Orsonian Wellsers. You know them. Oh man. <sighs> Just to be clear, I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? I'm sleepy.
1: It's all good. But, um, yeah, so so that's why we call it the Inequality Act. It actually puts sexual behavior, sexual tendencies, sexual preferences over actual God-given acknowledged rights of other people. And um, the government's supposed to not do that. They're supposed to actually wield the sword to protect from that, and here they are very, very clearly abdicating their responsi- their God-given responsibilities. And let me tell you, they will be held accountable, mm. um, either in this life or the next. Um, but um, if, if there's not much more, do you have anything? No, anything that's else great. To add? I think
0: we've I think we've outlined that pretty clearly. Yes, um, we
1: should get to the good news. The good news. The good news is that the gospel is better than the Equality Act. Mm um 100 and we we wanted to land here i mean when we were talking about uh when we were talking about outlines and stuff i'm like do we go into the whole you know what what does the bible say about, about transgender what what like and we're like no we'll save it for a different podcast but we do want to offer something that's better than the equality act um because the bible always provides something that is better um and it gets to the heart of the matter. It gets to the root of why everyone's talking about this. And it actually gives the fix um, as opposed to just a band-aid. So, um,
0: And I think here's the best part to insert this before we dive right to the scripture. Um, we as Christians and as pastors, we, uh, we want to acknowledge the incredible brokenness of sin. Yes um we want to acknowledge that humanity is the pinnacle of what god has made and since since humanity is that pinnacle it is the the chiefly um most perversely corrupted aspect of the creation as sin corrupts sin corrupts completely it is it is corrupted all aspects of the creation but it is most sinisterly corrupted inside of the human heart um which is just a giant little idol factory and as it spits out the idols what it most what it most grotesquely perverts is the image the imago day of god in in humanity Um, and it does so through things like sexuality uh which the scripture is clear on it it does things it does it also um speaks to how our mind can think and function and the brokenness that is there so we do not see um we do not, I do not see, and this is what really probably ticks me off the most, I don't see a person that struggles with their gender, with, with gender dysphoria as my enemy. I do not see the person who, who, who has a homosexual lifestyle as my enemy. Rather, I see them as, as individuals I want to love with the gospel and call them uh, to the lifestyle which God actually desires for them to find and live and move in and have their being in.
1: Yes. And that's, that is the good news. That's the hope. I mean, there's, there's no holier than Taoism going on here. Um, I I was talking to a friend one time, we were talking about sin and we were talking about, you know, big sins and little sins. And I said, I said, honestly, though, how can one even measure, you know, on a scale a big sin and a little sin? Okay, so you have, you have someone who murders a stranger, right? And, you know, there's, there's a, a big offense there, a big offense. (laughs) <laughs> and um you know it's it's the loss of life and there's transgression there and there is judgment against that i said but but what about when i'm angry or what what about when i manipulate or lie to my wife the person who i love the most on this earth i have betrayed mm-hmm. and just how deep sin cuts um you know as as people are closer to one another and and I, and i think that that's part of I think that's part of the message, you know, when Jesus is talking about, you know, to to look on your brother with hatred is is to break the commandment, thou shalt not murder. You know, he's really, really honing in on the personal nature of sin and how grievous it is. Um, So there is no holier-than-thouism. There is simply two men uh, sitting here at the table that have been saved by God, our transgressions have been forgiven by him. Um, they were nailed to the cross, Amen. and they did not rise up from the grave. Uh, when Christ rose, they were left there, and so we are—we are free. <clears throat> and that freedom brings us joy, and that freedom is what we want others to have as well. And so, there's no holier than Taoism. There's no uh, Jesse and Justin are better than anyone, uh, anyone else. That's um, correct. It's simply that we've been forgiven, and the forgiveness is the good news. And so that's—that's that's what we want to get to in these two passages that we have here today. Um, Justin, which one which one do you think we should open up with first here?
0: Oh man, um, I, think I just
1: copied and pasted them in. I didn't actually put them in order. <laughs> so, you know what? You know what? You copied and
0: pasted. You know the one that you had so you had you had wanted to do the most first. So why don't you hit that first? Since yeah, it will just go in order, it's fine. Right, it's fine. They're both um, great.
1: <clears throat> they're both great. Um, so uh, I I thought of First uh, Corinthians six nine through eleven right because what the what the equality act seeks to do. Um, is it tries to um, it tries to validate um, the status of people in society, and like like we mentioned earlier, it does so in an imperfect way. It does so in a way that actually breaks the system instead of heals the system. So so where is where then is the hope? If if this doesn't actually fix the problem, where is the hope? So um, Paul's speaking to the very very broken and sexually immoral first Corinthians Corinthian church. Um, and this is again First Corinthians six nine through eleven. It says this: it says Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or males who have sex with males. No thieves, greedy people, drunkards, <clears throat> verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. And some of you used to be like this, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And that's the good news that we want to highlight because that's, that is all believers. That's Justin and I. And some of you used to be like this. Um, so what, what that means is that we have people who are very broken, committing some of the sins that, that are praised in our culture now. But those sins didn't, didn't make their lives any more meaningful. The only thing that made their life meaningful was the washing, sanctification, and justification that God gave to them through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of the Spirit of God. And that is that is the good news, and that's what we as Christians need to be delivering here. <clears throat> we don't need to be advocating for an Equality Act, which is actually an inequality act. That doesn't fix the problem. Do we Do we want just societies? Yes. Does this actually make a just society, ironically? No. But what does make a society that is that is that is better, um, is the realization that um, we, can, we can have forgiveness of our sins um, through Christ Jesus by placing faith in Him. Um, and when the Spirit of God opens our eyes and we are regenerated, we are made new, we see that. We look at all of our sin and we hate it then for the first time ever, and that's what we want other people to experience. Um, and that, that's, that's the good news, um, it, which is better than the Equality Act.
0: Amen. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I don't know how... <clears throat> I don't know a, a way to express the hope that that brings um, compared to uh, the, the the faulty attempts of man to manipulate um, other men through government that we have going on. Um, I believe the government's role is to enact righteousness. Um, and, and for me... Uh, for me, that means the righteousness of God, and, and the government should act on unrighteousness in impartial ways. What it shouldn't seek to do um, is bring about protected classes um, that, that are allowed to just simply infringe on the freedoms of others. That's not the role of government. But here's the thing, that's their sphere that God gives them. The sphere of the church is to say, "You are hurting. You are broken. Um, and you're not coming here because we are not also hurting and broken. You're coming here to the cross, to the foot of the cross, because this is where healing begins. Yes, this is where where transformation happens uh, completely." Another thing, the other scripture that came to mind was uh, Galatians three, verses twenty seven through twenty nine. And uh, in this particular passage, it's very interesting because, in many ways, Jesse just expressed is the reality that it, that there is a dichotomy uh, or binary, if you will, <laughs> in the scripture. Um, <laughs> you pretty much have have these these two these two options open to you. You can be a slave, right? You can be mastered by sin, or you can be a child of the living God. Those are your two choices. With all the rights and privileges that that entails. Amen. Uh, so Galatians 3.27-29 through 29 says this, For those of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. There is no Jew or Greek. There is no slave or free. Male and female. Since you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. Now hear what's being communicated Alright, so theologically there's a lot of things being communicated, particularly how, how uh, Paul, the author of Galatians, is setting up um, some of the, the connecting points between the arguments he's made in the book uh, to the Galatians, the, to the church in Galatia. But what this text does also very plainly and very clearly communicate um, is that that those who are in Christ, as you said in 1 Corinthians Jesse, verse 11, 6, verse 11, those that are are justified by the name of the Lord, right, and cleansed by the Spirit of our God, right, those people, those people stand as one because of that. Mm. One together. And so Jew or Greek speaks to deep ethnic divides. Deep ethnic divides. Um, they are, those ethnic divides are, are, or actually greater in some ways than any ethnic divide our country has. Slaver-free speaks clearly to um, a class level here. You have a, a socioeconomic divide. And then male and female is the penultimate binary that, that the scripture lays out. Two very, very completely different, right? Two pieces Right. But but different, very different. And it takes these things that are different, distinct, right, distinct. And it puts them as one in Christ Jesus. Now, that doesn't take away either any of those things. All those Mm -hmm. things still exist. Mm -hmm. What wasn't being erased was someone's was someone's. Male or, f- I, I, you know what's annoying is I could use words, <laughs> but they've <laughs> all taken on new meanings. <laughs> so it's so annoying. Their maleness or their femaleness, that wasn't being removed, right? A person's status as a slave or free, right? Which, by the way, I don't have time to do the whole slave thing right now. It's it's not necessarily what you think it means, okay? I don't think it means what you think it means, all right? Jew or Greek, I don't have time to unpack the history there. But it, what's not being taken away is any of those particular distinctions, What is being made different is how they can be united under Christ who brings them into the family of God Mm -hmm. through his death, burial, and resurrection.
1: I mean, and and wasn't it even, uh, wasn't it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think in James, wasn't it even James who addressed the awkwardness because now you start having free men and slaves both in Christ, you know, Worshipping together and how yeah. awkward that is and how Absolutely. and how uh, sitting at the table sitting at the table together and there's awkward status things going on mm-hmm. and, and about how that's not to happen. There is equality in God's kingdom. We are equally free regardless of our position or status here on Earth. And that's what makes the gospel far better than any equality act could ever because that freedom is not dependent upon my life circumstance right that freedom is not dependent on my life circumstance the faith of slaves in in <clears throat> in the dirty south in the 1800s the faith of slaves grew because their freedom in christ was not dependent on their status right and And that is a testament to their faith. Um, You know, that's not to say that they should have been slaves. I don't want anybody to try to twist those words. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the faith and the the freedom that Christ gives is not dependent. You can be a prisoner. You can be a slave. You could be a free man. You could be a rich man. You could be anybody. But you are a slave to sin unless you are free in Christ. And that's, that's why the gospel is
0: so much more beautiful. Um, Amen. There's There's just no other hope for us to give you that's bigger than this and better than this. And that's right. kind of why we wanted to culminate talking about the Equality Act in this way. One of the things that we didn't really touch on, though, I do think is important, is you have to be able to think practically about the culture we live in. So while our message doesn't change about the gospel and its power to the world, to anyone who has any particular sexual orientation or or gender dysphoric issue, our our message doesn't change. We have hope and life in in the power and healing work of Christ for you. But but what does change is, I and and if you're listening and you happen to share a biblical worldview, if you have um, even what might be considered just simply liberal views, but but more traditional liberal views, not like. Uh, I always forget whether the big L or the little l, liberal, but
1: traditional classical liberalism classical versus liberalism. progressivism. Correct, correct.
0: Thank you. <clears throat> um, we get to think of the practical things. So, so the T's are eating the L's. The so T's are all, are all eating the L's. <laughs> all the L's are
1: dying.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the the reality is there's there's some serious parental things to consider here. So if you have a child. Um, you want to be very cautious with the public school system. Uh, this is this is uh, these are these are issues where if they're not going to if if your child were to accidentally espouse out loud views from a traditional uh, biblical worldview in class uh, at certain times or to the wrong person, that um, that you you in your home are obviously in violation of of the of the uh, the double think that needs to happen. And and you, that can put your your family at risk. So I think there's a very real understanding here what that means. Um, the public school already sees their uh, their job as as parent. They already see themselves as the parent of your child. Um, yeah, and you, uh, you can
1: just go back and look on our Facebook page to have that discussion. Uh-oh. We posted a video
0: this week. We did. You should check it out. You should share it. You should like it. Um, but but what the Equality Act does is it adds uh, it adds uh, basically a. Uh, a sword, uh, to, to some words and it puts some teeth behind what, what can be, uh, legally pursued, uh, against, against individuals. Um, and so if, uh, if, if someone in the school feels you're putting a your child in a, in a dangerous environment by, uh, espousing things that the uh, Equality Act has decided could be discriminatory, bigoted, uh, hateful, hate speech, um, then then you could be facing some, some pretty interesting investigations. And, and by interesting, I mean sad, horrible, and hard. Um, and we've already seen cases around the country. Uh, I believe we had one locally. We had one, one in Ohio. We've had a few out, out further west where children are are actually being removed because parents will not transition them in transgenderism. <clears throat> because they won't transition them. Um, because they would rather them get... Um, s- s- um, Counseling instead of instead of doing medical transitions through hormone blockers and uh, and uh, horm- then increase hormone and increasing the opposite hormones and and you know well basically mutilation. Yeah. Um, that the judge has determined that that they need to be placed in the care of the state or with another um, family member, mm-hmm. and and that's that's a, that that's without this level of law on the books. Right. This level of law.
1: And, and it only takes one crazy person to take something the wrong way for that ball to get rolling. Um, y- you know, and, and, I, and I say crazy person because a crazy person would be the one reporting this type of thing. Why? Because the very nature of it is insanity. But regardless, you know, the snitches get stitches. That, that only applies to the mob. It doesn't apply to the government. The government loves snitches. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and it's not the snitch that's getting beaten, uh, when it comes to the government, uh, it is unfortunately you. So, um, just something to keep in mind. I, I would not Would consider... you say that it with the government, snitches get riches? Snitches get riches? Oh. oh, Private islands with lots of... No. Oh, no. no. Uh, oh, you just... You know what? Mm... Great. Now I'm
0: going to find you having hung yourself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Conveniently oh, off camera. <laughs> Um, not by the Clintons though. So that's good to important to note. I'm glad you put that in there.
1: (laughs) Um, but, uh, but no, I, I say that not to instill fear because we need to live and do what is right, regardless of what the consequences is in society. But I say that to say that I do not think it is far fetched for that type of scenario to happen because it has happened without these legal protections that the Equality Act would afford Someone who um, is disgruntled with the way that you're parenting, um, especially in the context of state schools and whatnot. So.
0: so let's just I just wanted to be careful. I wanted to add a caution to parents. Um, you got to protect your kids from this, from these things. Make sure you're talking with your kids openly and honestly um, ab- about things like sex, sexual orientation, these things that that, that are especially if you're going to have your kids in public schools. And we've talked about this before. You have to be the one that answers the questions. Um, they have to be able to get reliable information from you first. So you need to be willing to have these dialogues. And when they come up in conversation, you need to be the ones able to address them honestly and lovingly to your child. So your child knows that they can trust you and listen to you. Um, and at the same time you're doing that, know that the things you're saying can, uh, could cause serious problems inside those structures. Um, and you need to be aware of those things. And if you have daughters, uh, the, the things that could be coming down the pike... Here are big. If you happen to know someone that runs a Christian school, um, just make sure they understand that they should be very, very, very separate from any funding or any offerings the government even possibly willing to. It's a trap. Hand out. It is a trap. <laughs> um, if you're in a church, I, w- I would just encourage you be involved in your local governments to try to make sure you're uh, a, you you're effecting, effecting, having an effect on them. Affecting, I, I still, get them wrong. I'm 29 years old. I have no idea what. I think it's effect. That. You want to effect the change. Um and, yeah, I'm sure you go with that. Um in your local governments, so uh, that's an important role for local churches, uh, to be speaking into. If you don't know who they are, you should really know who they are. Hmm. Um, we will be posting a link uh, with this. Just uh, I I don't the Senate. The Senate is going to uh, be taking this up next, and uh, we still have two senators. From New Jersey that you can at least communicate with if you're in New Jersey. If not, you should, we you can use the link that we're going to post with this anyway to talk to whoever your senators are because if you put your address in, boom, it will have the email addresses for your senators. It will send this automated email directly to them. Their inboxes should be flooded with concerned citizens saying, "Y'all best vote no." Y'all best vote no. Yep, I did it today. <laughs> I let well, I didn't vote no. I told them to vote no, but yes, as did I. Nobody he, listens to me. Amen. Well, no, it, it needs a lot of people. We need to have um, a lot of people standing up and saying this. This is not okay. This is not okay. Amen. Amen. Well, I think that's uh, that. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope this episode is helpful to you. And uh, we're looking for interactions. So, if you would, if you're willing to comment on our um, on the the posting that you'll find this in, if you're willing to uh, like the pages in the various socials, that would be also very helpful. If you're willing to share these. That'd be super helpful. Um, this is a resource for you guys. And uh, and we would really like that to be the effective use of this resource. Effective? You know what? Look at that. I tell you what, by the next time we have our next podcast, we will have answers on that great mystery of life. Surprisingly, surprised we haven't run into this problem before. <clears throat> I'm sure we have. Uh, well, that's it for this one. Um, as always, seize, seize the, the faith. faith.